and welcome to uh, We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And look who's back. I'm back. New and improved. I don't know why I'm she's improved. Been, she's been upgraded. I don't know why I'm uh, my, The co-host, Alexia Preston, with the glasses. Ah, uh, because I can actually read things. Now. Oh, <laughs> how's she looking? I think she's looking good. All right, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable much. <laughs> oh, you do it well. You do it so well. So, um... <clears throat> How are we doing today, baby, besides looking good in those glasses? No, I'm pretty excited. Yeah? We have a great guest. We have a great guest. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, this, this, uh, someone, someone alerted me to a, a real issue in Utah. And he's like, Jason, uh, you got to call this guy. And I'm like, yeah? And he's like, yes, you got to talk to him. And uh, this while we were in Florida and uh, on a semi-work, you know, play vacation but uh, we decided, you know what, let's take some time out. Let's call this guy. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, we've had some big shows. And this one's big because this one, if this does not end in a lawsuit and a few big names that you guys know coming down, um, th- this is a show that, that's gonna, that, you're, that, that needs uh, consequences. So if you have an attorney, if you are an attorney, and we do have an attorney, uh, Please forward this on to him because I think we have real legal a real legal case against some of our reps um, and lobbyists. So, without further ado, let's 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 uh, first off before we introduce our guest, make sure you're following us. Uh, go to our website; that's the best place to find us. It's uh, been redesigned. Uh, WeAreThePeople.org. Yeah, I know some people were looking for our Patriot powder and they couldn't find it, so. Uh, it should be live on the website now, right? Yes, it is live. It is on the site. It so is live and it is delicious. It is delicious. It is, it, is, it is the best. If we do say so ourselves. Yes, and we do. <laughs> so go to our website, wearethepeople.org. Uh, follow us on Rumble. I know it's hard because we're YouTube and it's hard for us because that's where we have most of our views. So we want to keep pushing it. But YouTube takes our stuff down. So we've got to get things moving to Rumble. Like the Bible episode. Yeah, I guess I guess about Utah <laughs> banning the Bible was was uh, the, uh, YouTube had a, had a problem with that and they took that down. Yeah, too so offensive. It misinformation. Is, the Bible is very offensive. Misinformation. Here we are banning it in Utah, banning our schools. YouTube's banning us talking about it. Um, Those right wing Christian nationalists. We got to do something about them. Spreading all that misinformation. All that misinformation. So yeah. make sure you're following on Rumble. Um, all of our social media, uh, YouTube. Or excuse me, Podbean, all the, all the podcast and Instagram, we are the people UT. So make sure you're following that. And Twitter, we are the UT. All right. <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Mint Solar. Uh, we talked about that. Again, you've got to have solar. So make sure you're, if, if you do not have a, a solution for power when the lights go out, and then not just a, a generator that's going to get you by, you know, sporadically, Call up Mint Solar. Go to their website, mintsolar.com. M-Y-T. M-Y-N-T, solar.com. These guys are lights out patriots. Um, you've got to make sure you've got to have power. You don't have power, you don't have anything. Same thing as our country. You've got to have, you've got to have the ability to have power. All right. Let's hit it. In- I, introduce our guest because this, this is what we've been waiting for. Nope. I've, I've been really waiting for like all ever since we met, talked in Florida. I've been waiting for this. So yeah. let's freaking do this. Utah County corruption. Who would have thought? Utah County, the yeah. thugs. Yeah, we were actually watching uh, the Utah County commissioners meeting online the other day. Uh, Aaron Davidson, bless his heart, was trying just to get some additional staff. You know, a simple ask. And uh, it was it was quite the circus. So 
Interesting how the tentacles reach. Yeah, Utah County, honestly, we're going after that county here soon, but uh, all in good time. But we are starting with this little bomb. So why don't you introduce our incredible guest? Happy to, especially now that I can actually read from my lovely computer. Uh, Jake Holiday, hold away. Yep. Did I say that right? Yep. Goes by Jake, Jacob. Jake. Jake. Jake it is. Jake Holdaway. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks. today. And if you're my mom and you're mad at me, you can call me Jacob. Oh, okay, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> 25 years of farming and Utah Lakeshore experience in Vineyard. 18 plus years government, government procurement and grants experience. And he engages with state and local leadership across the country to innovate and find solutions. Um, but what we were talking about before the show started and what we'll get into today is you're actually an OG, uh, your family, to Utah, especially to vineyards. So you trace back all the way back to early pioneer days. I do. Um, my, I am the great, 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 great grandson of Shadrach Holdaway, wow. the original founder of Vineyard and mostly Utah County. He has the original homestead deed of, of a wide portion of the property. And I actually live on his homestead home it's on my property today, Today, his cabin and his one, one brick home. So, yeah. So cool. So cool. So Very we're cool. A, little, a little walk down uh, history, the Utah history. Uh, really fascinating because, you know, we've, we've done whole episodes on the Utah state flag and the pioneer heritage and the heritage and pride of Utah. Uh, and that's definitely created a lot of strife in the state over just the flag issue. Right. Um, because we are stripping the flag of the pioneer heritage and bringing in this new flag. Um, so I know this has been something that people have been on the radar recently as, as we've been pushing the referendum yeah. efforts uh, with the new flag or with the preserving the old historic flag, I should say. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Why don't you uh, introduce our Patriot Punch and let's get this show on the oh, road. Oh, the right way to start. So I haven't been part of an episode since we've yeah, you, un- It has not been the it. same without you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Business calls. But I would like to propose a cheers with our very own Patriot Punch to Jake and this episode today. So welcome to the show, Jake. Bringing down some yeah. dirty players. Let's go. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good, right? Yeah, great flavor. It's delicious. It's red pill powder. So Red pill watermelon. What, red, red pill, pill watermelon. Red pill gotta watermelon. Get it, gotta have that right, baby. Come I on. don't know. I'm all hyped up now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's freaking go on this because this is... And I hate dragging it on too long because I want our listeners to get into this because yes. this okay. is solid. Solid. So we're going to give you a real quick, kind of give you an intro of who Jake is and, and, and why he's yeah. central to this issue. And then we're going to get in and, and lay it down. On, uh, honestly, I'm only here because I'm related to the dude. Yeah. And I'm connected through this lawsuit going back 160 years. And quite frankly, I'm really pissed off that I'm involved in it to this point. Um, and it's just not corruption in Utah County. To be honest with you, it's, it's at this state. Um, and 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 not only that, but it, it's left and right. I mean, this week I was with the Salt Lake Tribune on the left side for three hours, and they just they were they were shocked. Mm. They were they were blown away at some of the things I was able to show them, some of the documents. And so, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, the whole process stinks. Yeah, it's one big dirty club. It's and, not about yeah. parties in Utah, right? It's, and it's and I'm actually get, I'm actually getting more afraid of it because sometimes we we go to sleep and we say, oh, they they have an R on their name. We're yeah, good. Don't no, we'll stop looking. The you wolf know? in sheep's clothing is far more dangerous than the wolf. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, let me just kick it off. Okay. So for people to understand this, um, 
it's a web of lies and it's, it's a web of, of, of kind of going around the corner. And uh, how did this start? I mentioned I'm the great-great-grandson of Shadrach Holdaway. Okay, so he's in Nauvoo, Kirtland, Ohio, or Kirtland and, and Nauvoo. Um, he gets kicked out of his, his house in Kirtland by the federal government. Uh, he gets kicked out of his house and his homestead in Nauvoo. I don't know if you guys have ever been confronted with a government uh, disrespecting, even though we have a Bill of Rights and we have private property ownership, but the, uh, a group of people are kicked out, right, of our, of our nation. So is that eminent domain at that time, or is that... <laughs> just no, mob style. No, that was... Yeah, just that mob. Alexia is a New Yorker, so she's not as familiar with the church history, but yeah, that yeah. was straight mob rule. Just that because of the way they worship, because the Mormons are a little bit different, right? We're, we're a little bit different people. Uh, they were able to kick them out, uh, take over their, their homesteads, um, which is quite crazy, because after they were kicked out and they crossed the Mississippi... Uh, Shadrach is such a good person that he actually joins the Mormon battalion to join the federal government on their march against Mexico. And it goes all the way down into, into San Diego. So he does the right things and he understands what's going on. And then he ends up, uh, uh, but, but he doesn't forget. He doesn't forget about that. Right. And quite honestly, it imprints what, what these native and early settlers are around Utah Lake. Because once they get to the valley here in Salt Lake County, they, they're, they're told by Brigham Young to go down to Utah County and to live. And, and I live, this is his home right here with all of his old tractors. Um, I live on this property still today. And um, his son, Amos, is the first county commissioner of Utah County. Isn't that crazy? Wow. He's appointed. And so, so we had some good ones yeah. way back when. Now, they're very scary of the federal government still at this time. And they're given money to build some water systems through Utah County, like all of the pipe systems, canal systems. And the pioneers start taking a lot of water out of Utah Lake. Um, not only through the canal systems, but also through the reservoirs with that federal money and becoming a new state. Um, they create Deer Creek, they create Strawberry, they create uh, Jordan L. And a lot of water starts getting taken out of Utah Lake. And also, uh, Salt Lake County gets really thirsty and a lot of water gets taken out of Utah Lake because of that. And so homesteading in, around the lake, there comes about 112 to 115 private landowners around Utah Lake that literally own the shore. And a lot of people don't understand that you can basically only access Utah Lake at a few different boat harbors, you know, Provo, American Fork, Linden. But the vast majority of citizens can't get onto the shoreline because it's, it's privately owned by different pioneer families. Mm. And so... So that would be trespassing through yeah. private property. Yeah, and I knew that as a kid, like, hey, we've always hold these lands or whatever. Well, the government comes in in the 19... When you become a state, a lot of people need to understand this, in 1896... Uh, you, you know, they're here 30 years before the federal government, right? Mm -hmm. And they get, they get um, claims and, and, and deeds to their property. And um, in 1896, when you become a state, the state, there's a Waters of America Act that basically says, hey, the federal government owns the waters and the state or the, either the federal government or the state does. So we're going to own these waterways, which is totally fine. Um, and so what happened at, at statehood is every single lake at that time, they went and put a fence around it and they go, hey, we own this lake, we own that lake. And they and they have they own shorelines. Well, with Utah Lake, there's pioneers there, and and also the lake level is shifting dramatically. It's a very shallow lake or whatnot. Climate and change. Yeah, no, <laughs> just consumption of water, and so um, it's not until like the 1950s, like literally 50 years after out of statehood, where they go. So who owns? Where's the level of the lake? And if you could imagine people understanding who, where is that and 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 having that water fluctuate. Um, the state comes in and sends out letters and says, we own the lake up to this point. And the, all the landowners are like, heck no, 
like over my dead body. This isn't where we are. So they hire an attorney, and a hundred of them all get together in a lawsuit from 1950 until 2001. Mm. Hundred years into this now, right? Wow. So in 2001, or actually in, in, in 1970, state comes in and says, hey, we've got to put a dam onto Utah Lake, or it's going to just continually shrink. So they put a dam onto it, and the landowners are pissed off because that's going to raise the water again as to wh- how much property they're going to have. And... Um, and so it isn't until 2001 when we now have a technology called GPS and the state comes out and says, hey, uh, we can measure the, if, the, if the dam is full. Would you be able to settle at the lake being full at that line? And my father went out in 2001. If you could imagine fighting the federal government and the state for 100 years and, and coming from pioneer stock of Shadrach, Amos, Walter, paying an attorney for over 100 years saying, please recognize us as a people. Please recognize us that we were here. My dad did the right thing. He gave up some land in 2001, and he settled. He said, hey, I own this. Well, the state made a mistake in four years later in 2005 and said, hey, let's give this land to the federal government, something they've already given my dad in 2001. Just a paper mistake. And, and just a just reminder, a, the state of Utah owns what? Two, or the federal government owns two-thirds. Yes, over 70% of our land. Over 70% of our land as it is. Right. So Let's give them some more. <laughs> so because of that, the states basically kicked off the vast majority of property owners around Utah Lake. And what happens is if you don't have a hoofed animal, God does pretty good at cleaning this country. All by, if we can get out of the way politically, um, we have hoofed animals, buffalo, deer, elk, sheep, right? And they'll clean up every lake. You go to any lake, around Utah Lake, there is a uh, appropriate grazing program that the state and federal government put in place because photosynthesis is going to happen, you know, sun, light, it's going to grow. And if there's nothing there to eat it, it's going to grow taller, going to grow taller. So you're seeing a picture here of when there's a grazing animal around the lake, how clean it is, how easy it is. God takes care of it. But we've removed, we've over hunted all the deer, buffalo and elk. And then the pioneers brought in their horses and, and cattle and, and goats. But then because of the lawsuit, they took them off. So there's nothing eating it. So from 1970 to 2001, Utah Lake turns into a dump because of this political fight, because the state can't get together. We have no leadership. And so um, in the early 2000s, the legislature comes together and they go, what are we going to do about this dump? And they don't talk to the landowners. And they, they form what's called the Lake Commission, a government group of, of, of uh mayors around Utah County and they go, let's study this out. But they don't talk to landowners and they go, Hey, here's, here's our solution. Why don't we get lawn mowers and let's just mow it, (laughs) you know, taxpayer dollars. And if you could imagine getting a letter every year saying, Hey, we're going to come into the government. We're going to mow your lawn. Like your, your 50 acres. You're like, uh, we want to, we want to graze this. This is our problem. This is our farm. How, how offensive that could be. Right. Uh, and then in the fall, hey, we're going to spray this with uh, chemical because we want to kill all the mosquitoes, right? Toxic. Massive mosquitoes, like just crazy. And you're like, wait, 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 if we just ate the vegetation, 90% of the mosquitoes would be gone. Like, why are we going to spend millions yeah. of dollars? Let the, farmer, let the farmers like, do their thing. This is ridiculous. But they wouldn't let the farmers do their thing. Right. Fires are coming out there you know, because this, this vegetation will go 12 feet tall or whatever. You know? And again, because they wouldn't let you graze on it. Because you wouldn't let right. it graze on it. Like, hey, can we just get right. an agreement to work on it, right? And, and you can't fish on it, you can't hunt on it because it's all private property. Because it's all closed off in the wetlands and it's gotten just thick, thick vegetation, the vast majority of shorebirds have left, ducks, geese, it's a dead area. Um, there are some good places in the slough. I, I was raised as a hunter. We own 
Wasatch Wing and Clay. We're, we're a big hunting family and whatnot. Um, we can't bike around it. The state put this plan together, like, hey, we're going to put a path around the lake. And we're like, on our property? Like, are you going to talk to us about this? Like, you've already settled with us in 2001. Um, you know, people want to ski on it and get to our properties off of the lake. So it's like, okay, well, we would allow that, but we're not talking. We're still going through there. So my grandparents die about four years ago. And if you could imagine being a grandson inheriting this lawsuit, walking through that funeral and going, okay, working with government for 25 years, I'm like, man, do I really want to own this, this, this uh, wetland area? You can't develop it. We need to protect it. But what a sad history of fighting. A hundred-year war of sorts. Yeah. So I came together, and I started to study it out, and I said, why, why don't we come together and get off of the picket lines and go and talk to all the cities, go and talk to the counties, go and talk to the legislature, um, forestry, fire, and state lands. And I literally, by myself, walked out and just started talking to people. I spent thousands of hours just saying, hey, I'd like to end this lawsuit, but I don't want this developed. I want this turned over for the public good. And if you can show me that you guys are going to do this for the public good, I will we'll turn over. Um, we've been paying taxes. We've had possession of the property. You guys, the state has recognized this as owners. Federal government doesn't really, we don't really know what they're doing. And so I start to put together a plan, and I start to educate people about what grazing. This is up in Ogden. This is what happens when cows come in. Like, it's, it's, it's so simple to get the government out of the way. I identify who are some of the players that could come in and solve this problem, and then I do it on my property. So this is, this is a live look at what that is. You got 14-foot phragmites that'll grow up in 21 days. That's how fast it'll grow. You can't mow that fast. Just to give you an idea, the legislature, what they appropriated, could only mow one-sixth of the lake annually. That was wow. their budget. But still, it was millions of dollars, and you were like, 21 days later, it'll be straight up tall. Yeah, just put the cap So you're like, why are we wasting this tax yeah. dollars? Like, just put in a fence. Like, you guys, let's just put a boundary fence, and can we still allow us to graze our land? And in exchange, we'll allow a path. We'll allow it to go through. And, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll bury this. Um, this is some pictures. Like, that's what's so basic about this is when, and why I'm so angry right now at, at government is I've shown every single person that it doesn't take taxpayer dollars. And I am very wise with taxpayer. It bothers me the millions of dollars of wasted. Especially when I go, why are you spending this chemical? Why are you spending this mowing? I showed them how we brought the birds back. And then out of the blue, there was this bombshell that happened. And I want to walk you through this, because this is why I'm here today. And this yeah. is just about a year ago. Year All right, so this, this, is right. Where, this is where it gets important. All right, it, let's so, list. And this, a lot of people have probably heard about this, so let's, let's go on this. So I, so I want to walk you through this. So I have been in every public meeting, you know, Lake Commission meeting. I've been to Provo City planning. I, I met with Orem planning, vineyard planning. And out of the blue, I get a leaked... Uh, I get some leaked documents sent to me, um, and I want to walk you through this. In fact, we, looking at the original this morning, I was like, brought up some anger, brought up a lot of anger issues for me. <laughs> but um, the first thing is, is they, they came to me and they said, do you know about the islands? And I was like, um, let's see here. Let me see if I can get to that. No, it's not what I want to do. Um, how do I end this? There we go, end show. So I was, I was leaked these documents right here. And it was a financial company called Lake Development Fund. And they said that these documents were going out to private investors to sell the lake. And it was like, hey, 
we're going to get about 20,000 acres in the middle of Utah Lake for free. And I was like, how did you get 20,000 acres in a bustling, massive county in Utah County for free? And remind us who currently owned the lake. So at that time, the state finally, this thing about how stupid this is, uh, in 2005, from from 1896 to 2005, no one knew. They hadn't decided between the federal or the state. In 2005, the state finally did. And so I I see these documents, and I go, how did the state, uh, who's giving them 20,000 acres for free? And if you look through these documents, some of the first things that jumped out to me were uh, this roadway happening of over half a million people are going to be going right through my wetlands, something that I'm meeting with them in person to donate as long as they don't do anything like this. Right. Right. So I'm having public meetings. I'm going to city council meetings and I'm saying, Hey, if we can agree to use this for the public good and not make any money off of this. And I'm also meeting. So you find out this is that This plan is being put together with no public conversation, no public conversation. And, and so including I, including with the, the owners of the land, no land or the owners. Taxpayers. No. Okay. And I think back and and there was this, really secret meeting, not secret, but this meeting that was put together and they asked me to go where I met with these people and they really didn't disclose what they were doing. They were just like, Hey, come meet with your father. And they came out to our property and they started to describe how they were going to be cleaning up the lake. And we had to, we had to tell lake restoration solutions like, Hey, where we're at, we own this property. You're not doing anything on it. And they were like, no, this is the lake. And we're like, no, this is our property. Like, and they were like, well, we need to find a way to, uh, improve it. So we could give, you know, $1.5 million to improve this property. And we were like, why would you be giving us money? And why did we get set up this meeting? We're, we're here to donate this. We're not here to make any money. And also you're going to put housing in the middle of this lake. Like it just didn't feel right. So also in these documents uh, were put out, were massive lobbyists, just totally interconnected. Ryan Benson, in my experience and John Benson, and the Hartleys, and everyone connected to Greg Hughes, it was like, whoa, these are the who's who's of, of, uh, of money in, in, in Utah politics. What, what, what do you mean everyone connected to Greg Hughes? Well, the, if, if you follow Vineyard pol- or Utah politics, um, we're a pretty one-sided state, and so we've got a lot of lobbyists that um, take up various different issues, and if you get into... Um, I just I just wanted to pull this up here. Um, in in 2017, 2018, even the Hartleys themselves uh, go out online and they 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 talk about how uh, the Hartley brothers are Hughes' right hand man because they were uh, when uh, Greg Hughes was the Speaker of the House, his chief of staff was was Greg Hartley, and so they do they they do, they have different names and different um, companies LLCs of 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 where they represent. And so immediately I started to kind of investigate and go, okay, so how, how did this work? So going back to these documents real quick, some of the other things that I found out that day was our small little vineyard city was donating $5 million to the islands. So I want to set this up. And the islands vineyard. would be to, vin- to, yeah. to develop the... To put a city out in the middle of the lake. And dredge the lake. Right. And let's talk about Vineyard City. We're a tiny little city. My grandfather's the founder of five, with five of his brothers and cousins. They're all holdaways. We're maybe 15,000 population. We don't have a fire department. We do not have a library. We don't have a rec center. 
five million dollars to us is like wow that would be a fire station right and so this was like a bomb and also let's let's phrase this this would be a city investing in a housing development project outside of our jurisdiction in a newly formed city and we would be what's called the loan guarantor on the property and there's a letter. I hope so you, our listeners are picking up on this. Right. Because this is completely out of the line of government. So if, yeah. So you're going to be in a housing development, right? And I'm getting scared about this because it's like, how did you get this far? And anybody that is and who's a the mayor, senator. Who's the mayor? Of the mayor area? Fulmer, Julie Fulmer. Julie Fulmer's doing this. And there's a letter in here. And I'm like, there's no way. I immediately call the city council that's the, in order to get this letter financed. They're like, no. Don't know about it. Never heard about it. Never heard about it. One by one. Chris Judd, Nate Riley, go up and down the road. No one knows about it. I call the planning commission. Every planning commission member. Do you know a highway? And let's, let's, let's phrase this again. Half a million people. Do you know what type of roadway would need for half a million people? Utah County is about, what, 800,000? You know how many roads are in Orem and Provo to get that, that many people? So you're talking about a seven, eight-lane highway going out and in if you look at this map. And it's going to be going right through my little city. So, so the mayor whose job is to represent and serve the people, you're right. just, what you're saying is she made a deal with somebody. S- somebody. At this point, I don't to know. To guarantee them $5 million. Right. To be a loan guarantor. Without talking to the city council. Right. Without asking a single person in the city. Nobody even knows. Call the city planner. Hey, do you know anything about this? I'm pretty sure I understand the constitution and the proper rule of right. government well enough to know that, that is uh, illegal. Right. And also if you're a, if you're a lobbyist asking for this and you have 20 years of experience so, in lobbying, you would probably still want to have, and you're a registered lobbyist and I'll show that on another screen. He is still a registered lobbyist of Vineyard City on the payroll right now. Um, you can go on to lobbyist.utah.gov and you can find the, the Hartleys. And not only, this is the best part. He's not only a registered lobbyist for Vineyard City, he's a registered lobbyist for LRS, for the islands. He's both. Conflict of interest. Wow. Like on both sides. Found that out immediately as I'm going through these documents. The other things that, that, that were that the bombshell here is there's a letter from the state and the governor's office, Governor Cox, economic development for $10 million. And again, I'm thinking about this going, wow, uh, proper role of government, state, State's going to be in a land development. We're going to be building houses, like land developer, like bettering the lake. And you could say, hey, what's going to be improving the lake? Say, okay, great. How public is this process? Like, how many people know about this? So I started calling representative senators. Hey, you voted for this thing. You know, you you privatize this. And they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Who are your representatives, your state and... uh uh, honestly, I don't know. Oh. I, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten into like, I haven't gotten into that cause I just started attacking it at the state level. Cause I attacked whose names were on these letters. But bottom line, the, get into that. the legislation is being passed and the reps again, which has been a huge problem. Don't even know that they're signing it. Right. So, so after I got this, I called the mayor and I said, uh, brief conversation. What is this letter? And she's like, at first it was, oh, no, Jake, that's not a loan. That's not us giving money. That's them. That's us giving money to us. And I read the letter. I was like, I've been in government for 20 years. I know what this is. This is a compromise. And there is some conditional language in there like, hey, if you follow these things, it's conditional that you'll get this or whatnot. At this time, I do not know 
There's going to be another bombshell here. I do not know that this is connected to a five to six hundred million dollar federal loan. Okay. Five to I do six hundred? Yes. That's a pretty I wide do not know this at this time. So I call the mayor and I go, What is this? And she says, um, uh, This is, uh, 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 and she actually goes on to Facebook multiple times, multiple different places on the Vineyard Community page and says, No, 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 this is them giving us money. It's a grant. It's going through there. So I'm like, You know, I don't know how to trust this PowerPoint. We'll go through it, live it, give it some time. And I start to avoid her because I'm like, there's some really shady things I, I really want to know. I also call some inner, some employees at some of these health, de- uh, some of these uh, departments within the state because I have some connections. And they go, Jake, there's some funny business going on through the lobbying side of things. I can't say anything on the record. And I go, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to track this down because I've been embarrassed. I've gone out for the past four years trying to fi- fall, figure a lawsuit saying, hey, I can trust you. And all, this, all the same exact players have been working behind their back. And, um, and I'm pissed. Like, I'm going, this is not the role of government. This isn't how it's going to be. So um, the other thing that's conditional, that, that's really interesting in this is Adam Nugent here. He does not have a license. His license for investment has been taken away at this time. Hmm. And yet he's still acting like a, uh, a person to be able to go through and do that. But because we go through no government process, we doesn't go to the city, we can't vet Adam. We don't even know Adam exists. And this, just so you know, this PowerPoint that was dropped to us was a PowerPoint that was used to go out to get other people to say, hey, come and invest in these islands. And Utah, or State of Utah is going to be the loan guarantor and Vineyard City. So if it goes bad, you're not losing. They're going to be the, the ones taxpayers. losing. The taxpayers. The taxpayers are going to lose it. Yet and, no taxpayers know. Right, and yet none of us know about it. And so... Um, Welcome to Utah. So on that day, when I find this, I wake up the next morning after a really long, if you could imagine putting four years into this. On that day on February 13th, I send, a, or February 3rd, I send an email out to 30 government employees of all my partners, every city, every county. And I say, friends of Wakarway, this is dead. I am not moving forward. You're not doing a path. I'm not donating. I'm not fixing this lawsuit. Until so they're you asking you to donate your land. Meanwhile, they're going and donate selling. public access. We yeah. we were we were gonna maintain it, put it in a in a conservation easement, so we would still own it, but we're allowing the public access public access to come onto the property, so we could still graze it. Um, and I thought that people would move quickly and things would go, and and they would say, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." Right. So <laughs> it actually went quiet, and that really told me something because I was like huh, nobody's allowed to talk about this. What, what, what's kind of going on? So I dug in a little bit more and more things came out uh, as time went on. Can one we, one uh, of the things I found out, go I, ahead. I just had a very interesting thought. Uh, you go back, this is all happening February 2022, roughly. Right. I'm waiting for confirmation on the date, but do you know what Vineyard City Mayor was doing at that time? I believe she was running for office. Oh, my gosh, that's She right. was running it for office for CD1, yeah. which is northern Utah. Right, doesn't even live there. Doesn't even live there. Right. And she's campaigning at this point. Yeah, oh, and 100000 ties to her having money. Yeah, and like $100,000 of, she says, personal money, and you're like, you have $100,000 to run out of, out of office in a different area. And it was like, and, and not only that, but nobody in Vineyard knows that so you're So she's running. got $100,000 to run for office. What kind of money was she making before she ran? She's making $30,000 $30, as a mayor. A, a part-time job. 
Yeah. About 30, and all of a sudden she's got a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And I don't know her financial side of things, but it was like, but stuff doesn't add up. Uh, are we making sure we rec- all this is being recorded? Just, 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 just want to make sure it is. Okay. Okay. So go, go to full screen. If you're going to stay here so that people can see all this. So some of the other things that came <clears> out <throat> was, uh, a little bit prior. I'm going to go to this screen right here. Um, so we, we go back, oh, go, yeah. so going back to this story, um, I am working to donate my land and I've met with uh, Mikkel and I've met with the state and I've said, and I've helped them all understand, hey, the, all of these lands are privately held. They're all owned. In fact, if you want to go into, uh, and I pulled this up, you, you just go to the Utah County parcel maps um, and, and, and get into it's very simple for all of your listeners to go in and just look at. It's very, very simple. So as LRS goes around the lake, goes around the state and says, hey, we're going to improve the beach. We're going to improve this. All you need to do is go into the parcel map and go, well, how are you going to do that? This is owned by this farmer. This is owned by this farmer. This is owned by this right. farmer. Like, how are you going to improve the lake and, and do this billion-dollar project if it's all privately? Are you going to force these people? You haven't even talked to them, right? Right. And does the legislature know that? They, they don't know. They don't know the ins and outs. And so I'm like, how do you guys not know that? So in 2018, and I want to I make sure this is, this is clear. If you have an idea to sell 20,000 acres, massive, almost one-fifth the lake, one of the largest freshwater lakes in the state, you have this idea of like, hey, in order to improve it, we're going to give up a fifth of it. How public would that process have to be? I mean, in Utah County, like, hey... I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be mean, out there. The people's lake, right? Yeah. Hey, I've got this idea. You'd probably go to the mayor's first. You'd probably then go to various cities. And press. Um, especially <laughs> press. if the, I mean, it's, yeah, it's press. Again, hey, I've when, got this when the idea. government works for the people and we, then we right. are the employer, they would say, hey, employer, everybody needs to know. We have to be accountable. You, you, we work for you. This is what we're thinking about doing. I mean, that has to be very public. Right. So in 2018, that's not what happened. Um, we're working with the Lake Commission holding monthly meetings, going through, hey, this is where the fence is going to go. This is our grazing program. This is what's going on. And in 2018, the legislature themselves set up the Lake Commission. So that's one thing you could do is you could take this bill to the Lake Commission and you could tell them all about it. And since they're the ones studying out the project, but they don't go to the Lake Commission. They don't go to any of the members. In fact, Brad Frost of American Fork Mayor can say, never was presented to us. We didn't know about it. Other mayors will come forward and say, no, it wasn't. So they went to the legislature and they ran this bill. Go to HB, HB 272, and, it, and, and they just call it Utah Lake Amendments. Is that what you would call that if you're getting rid of one-fifth of the lake, Utah Lake Amendments? Sounds kind of just like, yeah, oh, we're just kind of making do. some that's changes. What whatever. Nothing to look at here. And basically, the mayor or the governor signs it on March 21st, 2018, so and it becomes be a law. Herbert at that point, I would assume. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who it is. That's, that's got to be Herbert. So it, so it just passes. And out of the blue, um, they now have the $10 million. They now have the ability to go through and do that. And what was really interesting in getting through and getting into the documents. Also interesting, the floor sponsor is our very own lieutenant governor. Right. Again, somebody that would know, hey, the proper channel would go to the Lake Commission, maybe to the mayor, maybe to Vineyard City residents. Right. Especially if it's going to be a horseshoe of half a million people engulfing you. You know, some, some very basic things, especially getting into the details of it. Um, and at that time, uh, going back here up to 2017, one of the things that we found out about 
some of the timeline issues that we have is before the bill is even passed in November 27th of 2017, LRS submits a proposal to forestry, fire and state land saying, here's a 200 page, I think 150, 200 page document, very detailed of like, Hey, here's a proposal of what we would do to improve the lake. So they put this out basically right around Thanksgiving. Right. And obviously nobody really knows about it, but they do it between that and, and January 8th, just after the holiday. Okay, I've been in government procurement for 25 years. There is nobody looking for bids on November 27th. Obvious, because you're putting out a bid, you think Ivory Homes, you think all the big home developers would oh, jump on this. Right. I mean, what, a, what a huge opportunity. And let's talk about like the, the, the fiduciary so, so, responsibility. So let's make clear, what was the bid they're putting out there? Basically, so they're it, just was, it was a, hey, any, if, if any, you're willing to develop this, we'll give it to you for free. Is that r- roughly what it was? So Forestry Fire and State Lands has this process where anybody can come in and swap lands or whatever and say, hey, I have this piece of wetland, or I have this land, and you can sweep this w- wetland, and if nobody else submits it or whatever, they can do it. LRS put one in saying, hey, instead of a swap, we're, just gonna, we're not going to give you land in exchange equal. We're just going to take 20,000 acres and prove it and we're going to build all these houses on this half a million people. I mean, we're talking massive. Okay. And, and they, they put it in a few days after Thanksgiving, and it closes January 8th, right after New Year's. Nobody's watching okay. this. Let, let's, this is important. Who is LRS that puts in the bid? Lake Restoration Solutions. This is John Benson and Ryan Benson, some of the most well-connected. So they've now left their lobbying firms, and they are now construction restoration people. Okay, so this right? is interesting. Can so we go back to that slide? I think there was a slide for that. Okay. Yes, this is interesting. So they put out a bid, and the lobbyist and a bunch of politicians basically create their own construction company, and they put and they say, "Oh, here we will do this work for you." Is that right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, well. Let's be clear. They don't want anyone to know who their investors are. They've fought it over and over to know. In fact, to this day, we really don't know a lot of where that money is. And and I and I back up. Okay. If you're going to allow them to go and do this dredging, how, how important it is to know their financing, know their backing, know their construction background. You know, they, they, do, they do put out a, a few things on certain things, but like, I'm thinking if we're going to do this, man, we're, we're going to put this on KSL, direct, you know, Deseret News, yeah, Salt Lake Tribune. I mean, we're going we're gonna to go through, this is one of the happiest things. Like just the whole process of how, of how it feels is just not, is just not working. And so, so, so while you're pulling that up, I mean, to our listeners, you may be in favor of, of having islands in the lake or, you know, that's the, but what this is about is this is not about whether or not it's a good thing to have islands out there. This is about, about <coughs> sorry. lobbyists and politicians working together without yeah. any authority behind yeah. people's back, making sweetheart deals Create and, and then saying, hey, we're going to use, we're not going to tell anybody about it. We're going to use tax, taxpayers' money to get it started. And then, we're gonna, and then once we have the RFP, a bunch of politicians and lobbyists are going to create their own organization and we're going to have a get, a, get rich quick, I don't want to get rich quick, but, but basically profit off it. Yeah. And you don't know how big it is yet. So, and I haven't gotten to that point. You're going to be crazy about how big this is. Like, so. Now, was Greg Hughes connected to this? We know that all of his people are. And that's one of the things that is so hard about current law is that it's so hard in exchanging of monies. In fact, LRS was in their bankruptcy hearing today, this morning, and I was listening. It was about 15 minutes long. And just listening to it was like, hey, there's this entity. Oh, we gave this money to this entity. And they would just simply say, who owns the entity? Oh, well, we're on the board. 
well, who's the actor? Well, oh, I'm the president. Oh, here's this entity. Oh, I'm the president. And so it's like, it's just mafia. how many companies, this is mafia. Uh, how many different organizations do you have? Like Gray Wolf, uh, Restoration Solutions, Restoration Resources. Like, you're like, what is the purpose? And so it's so convoluted to get to the bottom of it. And especially if there's no desire to get to the bottom of it. And that's why I'm here. I'm not working with the state. Like, and that's the problem. You guys this, this need to clean out. Like, you need to tell us who you are. How did it get to this far? So, let me yeah, let me keep, keep going. going on. Let's keep going. So, at this time, I'm trying to find out what this mayor is because she's saying, "Well, hey, this is a grant, right?" And I hear I read in the newspaper about this BYU professor that's being sued by Lake Restoration Solutions, and I find him down at BYU. We happen to be going to the same thing. I grab his number at the end, and I, I go in, and I'm a big I'm, I'm afraid of the state and federal government type guy. And I walk in and I go, uh, you're getting sued by the island people. And he walks me through it and I go, I don't even care what your science is. You can say whatever you want. You're the largest university in our state. And you're a prominent professor there. He's a Republican guy. I don't even know. You know, he starts to talk to me about how there's springs, there's thousands of spore springs at the bottom of the lake. How are you going to, they're not big. They're not like one gen. They're all spread out like a football field. Like an algae so how, bloom? No, like springs, like water springs, water springs that come oh. out of the aquifers. So it's like these small springs pop up. It's like you can't build on top of that. And I'm like, those are some good points. Yeah, that should probably be in the public domain. He starts to talk about the finances and the lobbying. And I go, yeah, yeah, I definitely want a public process. And I go, why are you getting sued? And I quickly call the political people. Mayor, why aren't you speaking up for his freedom of speech? At this time, go back to the record. No one in the legislature speaks up for him. No one in the Utah County government speaks up for him. None of the city council and vineyard. We go, mayor, we're a small little city. This is the only scientist we have. Could we make a public statement saying that this hidden entity that we now found out where we don't know if we're alone yet or whatever, that he can speak. He's being sued for $3 million, right? In, in Utah County, like we're not in California or right. something weird. We're in Republican Utah County. Right. And so, it started to scare me, and I, I grabbed Ben, and I go, dude, I will fight for you. I don't know your science, but I will fight for your freedom of speech. And um, Under what charges, though? It's so basically they were talking about how ben, Ben's a smart guy. So he's coming out criticizing this lobbying, yeah. this, this lobbying political group. Slash construction. Construction <laughs> group. Yeah. He's exposing what they're doing. He, he's going through, and, he's, and, and, and not only that, but LRS has, has devised a few different plans. They've changed variations of their plan. And so he looks at the first plan and he grabs his students and he's like, hey, let's break it down. Does this or does this not work? Which is great in public process. This is what we want. Have somebody look at it, break it down, give some positives to the mayors, uh, uh, the legislature. Like we want this public robust. If we're going to do the islands, right? We want that type of stuff. So like, dude, go at it, pick it apart. Where is this going to fail and why? And is the foundation of the building going to work? And what's it going to do to our eagles or fish population? Like, will it actually improve the lake, right? And so he's getting sued, and he's got to hire an attorney all by himself. Now, I know political power, right? I know soft power, and I know hard power. At any given time, the governor or legislatures where these people are getting their money could easily pick up a phone and say, drop that lawsuit right now. I believe in freedom of speech. Right. We have no history of that. We have no public comments. It was dead silent, and it pissed me off. Like, yeah, it's just it's just straight I'm, bullying. Like, it's, it's bullying, <clears throat> but like he doesn't have any this money. Guy's life. BYU professors aren't paid crap, right. and Ben knows right. that. I mean, he he knows what I say, you know, and 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 so 
it, it, just, it, just, drove, it just drove me nuts there. So finally, going down the story, uh, the mayor tracks me down because I'm going onto Facebook and I'm making public the, the lobbying thing. One of the things that we're small little vineyard city, again, 15, 20,000 population, a city of our size does not have a full-time lobbyist. It just doesn't happen. You can't afford that, especially with nothing we have. And it's not really publicly disclosed. I call a couple of council members. Hey, do you know we have a lobbyist? No, never met with them, never talked to him. Well, wait, why are we paying him? Like we're, you know, what's going on? Some do. They're like, yeah, he just meets with the mayor privately, right? Um, call Ben Abbott. Hey, same lobbyists are our LRS. And I'm like, well, wait a second. If they're the same lobbyists and we're doing a, a, an agreement with them to do a $5 million loan guarantee that the mayor calls conditionally, um, who are they representing in that room? And they're getting paid on, on both sides of the ledger. Um, again, I make this public to lots of government people. Nobody stands up. Everyone stays quiet. We can't talk out against this, this group of, of, of people, right? And so... Um, Finally, the mayor tracks me down at one of my Wakara Way things. She shows up, and I'm a little bit bothered because I don't have my, I don't have all the facts yet. I don't know what this is. Um, and when she tracks me down uh, at Wakara Way, um, and remind we, us what, what Wakara Way was. Sorry, the project, the park. We're, we're kind of going through, and I'm telling people that this is dead, and this is why it's dead. Um, the mayor comes to me, and I say, Mayor, if this is not a uh, a loan guarantee. She goes, well, it's not a loan guarantee, but they, it could have been a company that forged my signature. Oh, jeez. Oh, so the story shifts. And I'm like... By the way, if you're in Vineyard, you better be forwarding this to every single neighbor you have. You, gotta, right. you have a mayor that's completely out of control. Right. And, and especially because yeah, I've already talked former. to all... I've already talked to the council and the planning commission and the city manager at this point. And I go, Mayor... In this state, if someone forges a mayor's signature on letterhead for a $5 million loan for a bank, you can call the attorney general and they will track that down and that person's going to jail for bank fraud. So if that's true, it's like, well, I can't do it. I can't do anything. It's a private company. What they do with their, with their business is their business. And I'm like, dude, you're holding water. This is crazy. And I just looked her in the eye going, this is just, this is just crazy. Like, th this is. So again, I contact a few of the mayors like, hey, have you guys looked into this loan? Out of the blue, get a call from Ben, and he goes, Ben, he goes, Jake, I, I actually believe... Ben is the BYU professor. Yeah. I, he goes, Ben, I, he goes, Jake, I, I actually think this $5 million is being parlayed before the federal government to be a WIFIA loan. And I'm like, the crap's a WIFIA loan. It's the Water Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Act. So this is what it is. So all you guys know Flint, Michigan, right? Um, we had some... It's chemicals in the water, in the city, it's bad. The federal government has it set up so that you can get this loan in a, in a bad situation like that, and they can bail you out with no interest, and you don't have to repay it in many cases. And only cities, counties, states can ask for it in a, in a natural disaster. And he goes, we've got documents in Grandma that prove that, that uh, um, this is going before for the island folks, so a private company, going to submit and have the lead agency small little vineyard city and let's pause here if we want to fix our lake in utah county is it the responsibility of vineyard city this tiny little city or should we have like provo maybe be the loan guarantee maybe they're the biggest one maybe utah county you know and, and then also if we're going to parlay this 
And, and then out of the blue, we found out, wow, the mayor did this in 2018. And it was like, there's two letters? Okay, we want this letter. Let's get to 2018. Couldn't find it. Mayor, you need to get it. You know, we're calling the state. We're calling various people like, hey, this is wrong. Find a 2020 letter. That's the one we're trying to find the most because it was, and so in one time they asked for, I believe it was around 500 million. Don't quote me on that. The other one was like 600 and something million. So there's two different loans. So I'm thinking, wow, you guys applied for one loan and went through the whole federal, so no one in our city knows about this. No one knows about the highways. Nobody knows that this, we're going to create this city. And you were able to go all the way down to the federal government and start this loan process with all of sleepy Utah County not even knowing about it. All the while... Uh, and all the while, this is a private organization that these lo- a lo- group of lobbyists and politicians created. <laughs> right. And, and all the while, LRS starts billboards about private money building the islands, having a private company come in and do this. This is 2018? This is 2020. 2020. They're running, they're running billboards all up and down Utah County like, hey, have this private company do this. And you're like... Where'd that money come from? Well, they're, well, they're going for a whippy, uh, an EPA loan. Now, they Didn't did get the state give them some money too, like ten million dollars. So state got ten million. Well, so no, they're the loan guarantor, okay. like 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 Vineyard City. So it's like, <laughs> hey, if it goes bankrupt, we're gonna we're gonna bail them so out. That's that's cronyism. That's our our money. That's taxpayer right. money. Right. So your money. So and you got to realize there's an army of citizens now, and it's pathetic that we've had to do this hundreds of hours. And that's probably why I'm angry is because conserve Utah Valley. Um, a lot of people have spent a lot of time. Uh, private landowners. I had to come through and say, petition, like, please, pretty please, give us documents of what you're doing to us. Well, and you've had generation after generation fighting this fight. So right. it's been passed down. Right. And, and so we want to fix the lake, but you guys are doing the, the, the um, executive director of um, the Lake Commission is the one coordinating all of these meetings with LRS. And, you know, he's the one that set up the meeting with us to meet him. And we called them right after. We're like, we don't want to meet with these guys ever again. Like, this just didn't feel good. They didn't want to tell us who their investors were. They said it was somebody from the Middle East. And because it was politically, we couldn't tell us who. And we were like, uh, we, didn't, we would need to know who this person is. Plus, we don't want to make money on this. We're just here to donate our land and keep our grazing rights and have a beautiful area. We live here. Just we need to know um, what you're doing because it's our private property. Right. So... So a group of citizens go out and we do a grandma on, on EPA. And because they've applied for their EPA loan, uh, we know enough pressure to have uh, LRS and John Benson come to Vineyard City. And the mayor comes in and says, hey, you know what? We don't have any control over this. We don't really know anything about it, but I'll have him come present to us. And so he comes and presents in a public meeting in Vineyard City and walks through the islands, walks through the roads and everything like that, never discusses that we're the ones backing or financially backing the loan. We don't know it about this time. The whole public meeting. If, if, if you go to present of to course. a city and in 2018 you've done a, a loan application and your mayor signed it and no one, no one else knows about it, and then you do it in 2020, and then you do come and present to that said city that – this is our plan. You probably want to have in your presentation, oh, and you're the loan guarantor on this. It didn't right. happen. If, if things go bankrupt it's, or things go belly up, yeah. you're on the hook. For that it. would be something yeah. the citizens would want to know during that yeah, public that comment period. That would be something that the, that, that the employer would want to know. <laughs> right. If the employee's out making backdoor deals, 
and without telling the employer, and then says, by the way, if this goes south, uh, it's your money we're using, boss. Right. Come on. So, so finally it comes out, and it's a bombshell. Uh, LRS is not awarded the loan. Thank heavens. I mean, how, and, and also there's some questions as to like, how does a lobbying group that is now a restoration group that's never built houses before, you know, the head of all of this, I mean, and let's go through John Benson, like, oh, he's the head lobbyist for Gray Wolf, and then he's a railroad lobbyist, and now he's a lake restoration salute. Like, he changes from one to the next. How can you be a next? I, I've been in government forever. You know, I'm, I'm government procurement. It's what I am. How, how do you shift and be a specialist in all of these things? Like, oh, go to me. Give me money, and I'll fix it through there, you know? Um, and so finally, we get the EPA documents uh, of their application, and there's no way around it. Julie, we are a loan guarantor on this application. And it goes silent. June of last year. It's been 13 months. And it was like a bombshell. I go on to our Vineyard community page. I think people think I'm crazy. I've been publicly humiliated because of the failure of the park. Because I promised everyone, we're going to fix the mosquitoes. We're going to fix this lawsuit. There's all these pioneer families i don't know how if they want to donate but i'm trying to fix this out you know not making any promises for them they have their, they own their property um and we're going to the county we're going to this city council and saying okay turn over these documents how did this letter get here and the city council goes quiet we email them call them out let's have a public meeting no one will talk show us the letter so yeah i can show you the letter I have a somewhat so unrelated a right question um, about what they were planning on developing. I seem to remember they were like luxury multi-million dollar homes, or was right. it high density? So they had the requirement, if I, if I remember right, of 52 citizens per acre. So they were basically going after HUD housing, which would be controversial, again, because we're by a nice community, bigger homes. So like having high, high you know, federal housing out in the middle of the lake. Um, you know, so... But, but, but that's why I'm such a believer in public process of like, this is, the, this is the city's lake. All of those things should be done in like such a slow, methodical process of this is what we're going through. And so how, that's, that was my whole problem was, you know, some of the things here they talk about. Oh, and, 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 and one thing I want to make sure people understand in those private documents, the other thing that we found, LRS is going to make $6.5 billion with a B dollars on this project. Wow. So we Such gave we gave benevolent the lake legislators and lobbyists. So we colluding gave, together. <laughs> so we gave this lake for free in the RFP. You couldn't have given us. I mean, let's be pro island. Not we couldn't have made a billion, half a billion on this. It was zero. Like, is that the best deal we could have got? If it was a public process, maybe we would have got Ivory Homes. Maybe some of the best builders in the nation. If I'm the governor or anyone, I get on the phone and I call uh, hundreds of companies around the country and I get the best proposal say, hey, come on and do this. I don't allow one person. Right. And sneak it in the, during the holiday season. When that no is the chief attention. of staff, former With chief of no staff. no experience. Yeah. Former chief of staff of the speaker, Greg Hughes. So, so I can't help but wonder, <coughs> you know, we've, we've done a lot of shows on, on smart cities this, and uh, talking about the, the push to create smart cities and Vineyard comes up as one of them. And I can't help but wonder, knowing that there might be plans for high-density housing, how this plays into a greater plan for I mean, smart cities. 
And, and this is, again, Greg Hughes come up. He's been involved with SB 54. He's a Speaker of House when that was pushed. He was involved with the Inland Port when the Inland Port was having all, when, right. when it was on its, when it's on its most corrupt side and they had to pull it away from him and give it new leadership. He's been involved apparently or all, all his, I mean, he owns a lobbying group. Yep. And his lobbying group apparently is, is deep in on this. Goes on the radio for this positive saying, hey, this is a great idea. This is a great way to, you know, yeah, he's pushing different things. But in a lot of things, it's amazing how everyone's signature, even like the governor's signature on the letter of like, hey, I do this, but publicly he's not going to say anything, but there's a letter for the loan there. But yeah, we're not going to come out. Like when you do a letter like that to go get a five, $600 million loan, why don't you hold a press conference mayor or governor and say, hey, we're getting rid of a fifth of our lake for how, half a million. Like why is it we do it? in documents, but we don't do it in, in the light of day. So, yeah, I just think there's a few people and we're going to get go on, but there's a few people that obviously need to be held accountable because you know, these, you know, mayor Fulman, you know, masquerades full Fulmer. Yeah. Uh, masquerades is, is a conservative, you know, running for CD one with, with money that somehow she got, you know, a hundred thousand uh, dollars instantly runs, enters the race late notice. Late notice. Uh, right. That was so something they smelled bad about that. Everyone, Andy Badger, who was in that race, it smelled bad. The whole thing did. She's obviously completely out of line here. She should be have nothing to do. The pub, she should never hold public office again. Greg Hughes, I mean, I got to tell you, how all the stuff behind Greg Hughes for for the conservatives out there who who just wanted, well, he ran pro Trump. What? How do you address all these other things? Right. And what are we going to just turn a blind eye and say, well, we're going to just pretend because he says the right things? I'm tired of politicians who talk the talk when it's expedient to get in office, but then you look what's going on here, and this is criminal activity. Well, and and, and not only that, but I want the listeners to understand, I have called every government office for someone to come and talk to me. Like, I have come and said, Governor, come and meet with me. Legislator, come and meet with me. County commissioners. Like, you need to understand my where I'm coming from. Like, I, I work to solve this problem. I've never been paid. This is, I'm trying to solve a family lawsuit and have some cattle. And, and I want to get into the, the grammar request, because I know you, you, right. you tried, and I don't know if that's where you're at now. Yeah, we're I going wanna... here. So, so the grammar request was really troublesome, okay? So um, one of the things that we found was that the Lake Commission actually emailed in 2018 uh, a letter of support for LRS, and yet you go back to the late commission members, none of them knew that their executive director was submitting that. And so it was like, and, and, and Brad Frost, others, Mayor Brad Frost of American Fork and others are going, no, I, we never, I'm the head of the late commission and I did not approve that letter. And so there's some reconciliation that needs to, to go on as to like, yes, it did stop, but all of the actors are in the same place. And how did it get this far? And how are we sure that, whether it be the Inland Port, now we're the Utah Lake Authority. Oh, and let's pause. Who's on the Lake Authority? Senator Mike McKell. He appointed, he created the Lake Authority and now sits on it. I'd, I'd, I'd love to talk to him. Um, Mayor Fulmer. She's on there too. The chair. <laughs> okay. And I've asked Mayor Cafusi, why have we not questioned her? Provo. Provo. I've asked Orem's, Lehigh's. I have begged them. You can go through in the last every month. I, I go on there and I make a public comment and I go, why can these questions not be answered? Like, and it's just quiet. You know why? You speak out about lobbyists. You speak out about money. I don't know what it is, but someone we can't talk. It's just, and I don't know if it's Mormon culture. Like, no, you this talk is, anyone, it, allowed to talk look, about look, it. No, what this is, and this is where the people have to make a decision. What kind of country do you want to live in? Right. Because this is not, this is not America. 
No, no, no this definitely is not. not there's uh, forget constitutional. This is not. This is banana republic type stuff. Right. And, and you've got media who won't touch it because they're owned by they're part of you know they're they're owned. Mm-hmm. So the media won't go after it. The judges, they're all in the same big club. They're protecting each other. And when regular this guy from BYU comes and tries to go after it, they how long you didn't, we didn't talk about what they did to him. So yeah, so. I don't know why I don't have the slides working here, but let me walk you through what we found in the grandma documents. They, they tried to destroy him. They, they, yeah. That, so, that's a whole crazy thing. So, so we do some grandma, and um, first off, it takes way long. We have to pay $600 to the city. I'm like, what the crap? It's a lot of money just to find out what you're doing with my land. What you're doing as a public servant. Right. So we finally get it. It's like 115 pages, if I remember rightly. 90 of them were me. 90 of them were me, Jake Holdaway, donating my land going, hey, let's do a fire department tour and make sure our fire plan. Let's get the trail people through. Let's get the So you did a grammar request requesting what were you requesting? Vineyard City. We wanted to know Greg Hughes, Hartley. We wanted to know Benson. We wanted to know all the lobbyists. We wanted to know all the political people. Okay, so any communication. Let's make it clear to our our Text messages, emails. Okay, so any any communication. Anything. From our public officials. They bring up Greg Hughes. They bring up this this Lake uh, yeah. Lake Commission. Yeah. Uh, or LRS. Eric Ellis, LRS. The governor's named in it. Okay, uh, so this should bring up Mike McKell. Mike McKell. This should bring up thousands of oh, communications yeah. for a six point five billion for, dollar project. This whole this whole yeah. thing. The EPA, all this stuff. So what did you right. get? Yeah. So we got it. and We got one hundred and fifteen emails. That's all. None of them. Greg Hughes never emailed. Our city, Hartley, never emailed our city, never text messaged our city, never spoke with anyone. Benson's never spoke with any, no public record whatsoever. So then I start to go. So, so you're telling me this whole, this whole thing went along. The loan came out for $5 million. Mm-hmm. They, they, all the plans, yet there was never any communication. So that's what, that's what the first thing came through. So I had already known before the grandma. I had gone and met with. Okay, just think Hillary Clinton. Right. This right. is exactly Hillary Clinton. Right, and guess what? I've told all the political officials that this is what we found, and nobody has spoken out about it right to this day. I'm like, are we holding water? So in other words, what's going on is they're having all these conversations offline where right. it can't be tracked. So this is what's happening. Because it's illegal what they were doing. So I, I, I call a previous city council member, and I beg him, Chris Judd, great dude, and I, Nate Riley, great guy. You guys know nothing about this? Great. Who would know? Well, the city manager, uh, Jake McCarg, would know. Can you facilitate a lunch meeting? He, he, he mysteriously quit. I was huh. like, okay. You know, so I was like, I want to talk to him. So we went to lunch, um, had some good tacos, and immediately right off at lunch, he goes, you're not going to get her. You're, like, Julie Fulmer. It's way too connected. And I go, what untouchable. are you? Untouchable. Uh, untouchable. I go, well, what's going on? I, I mean, I've been in you're 20, mayor of 25, 25 years. I mean, I know. And he goes, I just want you to know everything is done on her cell phone, her private cell phone, through text messages and emails. She doesn't use her Vineyard official email address. And there's not really a lot of communication. He verifies, you're right, everyone's telling you the truth. No city council members knew this. It never went through any planning commission. It never went through a vote. It never was on an agenda. It's a conditional letter. And, I, and he says, I want you to know I fought it. And I go, okay, how do, how do I know you fought it? And he goes, well, there's a text message between me and her. And he read it to me. And I said, okay, um, let's read it. And he pulls it out. 
And it's a conversation between Julie and him. And there's a letter. It says, hey, LRS sent me this letter they would like me to sign. What do you think? And he comes back and says to the effect, no, you can't sign this. This would need to go before the council. You don't have the authority as mayor to do this. And then she sends it back and goes, um, here's another version of it. It's a little bit lighter. There's a conditional permit. And he goes, no, you, you can't sign that. Like you would need to go through here. And he tells me like, she's my boss. I can't tell her to, I, I'm, I've pushed back twice. She finally comes back a third time and says, Hey, we're good. LRS says that this is good. They've given me some counsel on it. And we're good to go. And never sends the third version over to the city manager. And I go, good. That's good enough. I'm going to grandma this. And so we know this is in the grandma. We know, and, and we're only wanting this just because at this time publicly, Julia's like, this is not a loan. And I'm reading this and I go, you know, this is a loan. Like, you know, this is a withy alone and that we're loan guarantors on this. So time comes for the grandma and we get them and it's not there. And, it, and that's when it gets dark. And you're like, how is this not um, there? And I call Jake McCarg back. He's out, he's out elk hunting, so it takes him a couple of days. And I go, Jake, dude, I'm looking stupid here. I've read these. You've read them to me. And he goes, Jake, this is pretty bad. I sent those to the acting city manager. I know when I sent them to him. I sent him a couple of days when the grandma request started. I don't know why he didn't include them to you. I say, okay, I need your help, bud. Like, you've got to bring this. Like, the whole county, the whole state's on this. This is a 6.5. This is going to be the largest housing project in the state of Utah that we're sitting on here, okay? So after uh, some back and forth, I have a... City, a state employee that works in the governor's office connection that knows a little bit about grandma and about public documents. He wants to stay private, um, because, but he wants to do the right thing. And I tell Jake, I go, Jake, could we get on the, a Zoom call with uh, a, a state employee? He, he knows a little about whistleblowers. You're not going to get in trouble. We're not going after you. He's a little bit worried about getting in trouble for knowing as much as he knows, you know, like a federal loan going through with no authorization and maybe staying quiet about it. You know, Jake McCarg's is an upstanding dude, works in banking. He's fought Julie tooth and nail on so many things. And he's, you know, so I, I, I trust him. And we get on the Zoom call and the guy goes, look, you could turn these over to the attorney general or you could uh, send them into the city, but have Jake email the city knowing that you turned them over. He goes, okay, well, let me think about it. Thinks about it overnight. He goes, I don't want to get Pam, the, count, the clerk at the city, in trouble. Um, but um, but I'll, I'll send him directly to her. Maybe it was a clerical thing. And so he sends him over the next morning, and I email the city attorney about 10 minutes later. I know you're in possession of documents that prove that Julie Fulmer is connected to a WIFI loan that was told that she did not have the authority, and she acted outside of her authority with no jurisdiction, and that this is connected to a, a loan, a massive loan. This could be fraud, could be financial fraud, especially not only on the federal loan side, but on all these investors that think that we're a loan guarantor. Like, are we or are we not? Because Julie's saying we're not, but then there's this company that's out raising millions of dollars that we are. So, like, what's the conflict on this? And about an hour later, I get a thing back from the, from the uh, attorney saying, uh, from Jamie, the attorney, and he says, We've come into some documents. We're going to have to review them to find out if they're, if they're public or not public. We'll get back to you by Friday. 
Um, but you are in trouble for impersonating a state employee. And I'm like, what the hell? I was pissed. And I was like, Jake, you know who you spoke with, the state. We can out him if we want to. He's a good dude. He's a Cox appointee, good guy, doing the right thing. Um, so I, don't, I just kind of lay, lay, lay it low. Friday comes around, and we get a letter from the city manager, and it says all of these documents are protected. What is the city manager? Uh, Ezra. This is the Ezra that worked for Amelia Powers. Yes, and also uh, Commissioner Ainge. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and at this point, I'm, I'm really pissed off because they know publicly Julie is, they know that Julie is not admitting to this being alone. And, and this isn't just a vineyard issue. This is going to affect all of the city of Orem, the traffic through Provo. I mean, this the is going to issue. radically it's change everything issue. that this looks like. How did Ezra get into office after, uh, was it Judd left? After Ainge left, he was hired by Julie to be the city manager. Um, there's some, as a political appointee, and that's all he kind of is in, he doesn't have a background in, in being a city manager. No, so He was an assistant to uh, Amelia right. Powers. Amelia Gardner's power. Who also uh, got contra- uh, uh, contributions to LRS during her campaign as well. Amelia? Yep. Got contributions from LRS. LRS. Yep. No surprise. So we got more to come on that. Later. And quite honestly, guys, the investigation is not done. Like there are so many tentacles. To Dude, this. Have we gotten into so because because you pulled up before? I mean, so here's the thing. Let, let, so let's keep going on the grammas. The fact that yeah, so let me keep going because this. this is huge. This is like right. Hillary Clinton in Utah. Yeah, and the question our listeners need to ask themselves is: Do we believe in the rule of law in Utah? Right. And, like, and do we believe in the rule of law I'm, where where politicians are held accountable, or can they do this type of stuff and there is no accountability? And what are they hiding? What is so secretive and clandestine? Like we're just doing a housing project, like, guys. Let's just all, get this is. Let's let's keep going because this, this is ridiculous. What is so protected of a of a loan guarantee if it's not really a loan? If okay, it's conditional, let's, let's, let's get keep up. going. So, they say that it's protected and that we're not going to get access to it, and it's final. And we get a protest period, and we write back and we go, no, we don't even want the, we don't even want the drafts. We just want the text messages proving that Julie has been lying to us for nine months about being involved in a loan that she uh, was involved for two two years, twenty eighteen and twenty. 2018 and 2020 and so we then have to petition what's called the state grammar committee records committee go through that whole process get some time i can't tell you how many thousands of hours you have to prepare in order to to go before that committee um and we go before that committee on that day and um and time frame on this too is it still oh wow i think this was last december if i had to get so still November. 2022. Yeah, I think I, I believe it was around that time. And um, we go before them and we show them everything that we've showed them. Guys, small city. Here's a letter. It's a loan. Here's we, we brought to testimony of all the council members not knowing about it. Planning Commission testimony. We brought Julie Facebook messages of her saying that this is a, a grant, not a loan. So maybe they could read the documents and go, wow, Julie's lying about it. And it is a loan because we do know it's a loan. Um, they hear both things out. One of the funniest things is the, the attorney, and this is one thing that really bothers me. The Vineyard City attorney brings up that, you know, because I, I bring up, hey, I have, I have personally interviewed 
every council member and they know nothing about this loan or this letter and it didn't go through a grandma and here's Julie saying that it did. Um, can we get it? And so on their time, out of the blue, it doesn't, it doesn't turn up no letters. Like we're, Cause we're thinking about we're going to get like four or five pages. I think it's 91 that are protected. And we're like, whoa, we should have been told about this when we were denied that there were 91 page documents. Now there's all these, there's more. And, and they then go, well, this isn't a court of law. So everything that Jake says about interviewing all these council members, and I'm like, well, if, if I could have brought them today, I totally could have, but I'm only given an hour. So we could have brought them there. And out of the blue, they, they present a letter saying that a legislator that is involved in this effort, and we're like, what the crap? A legislator is involved in this? Who? They don't have to say in the public record. Wouldn't it be Mike McHale? Uh, we are asking. We're trying to find out who. I mean, I mean, you got Mike McHale, you got Deidre, the lieutenant governor. I mean, you've got it could be, it could, yeah, like she's not a somebody. But, and know. we're like, what do they have to do with our with our small vineyard city loan? And they say that because they were involved, and that a future bill on this topic. Now, you could say that about anything. A future bill could be created about whatever. Um, we are going to deem these as protected. They go into closed session and they read all the all the pages. I think it's 80, 90, there's lots of documents in it. And they come back and they go, Jake, we realize there should be thousands of, like there should be a lot of documents. But this public law and grandma law is, all Pam has to do is ask mayor, mayor, please turn over your cell phone, text messages and emails. If the mayor responds back, I have completed in my fullest, and, and Pam, the city clerk, says, hey, I, I have done my due diligence and asked every employee to turn over, and if they don't, Pam has fulfilled 100% on her grandma responsibilities. So it's voluntary. It's voluntary. Like, currently, right now, it's all voluntary. And so if they delete anything, do anything, and so I had to pause and say, guys, so the miraculous, it's like the letter of immaculate conception. <laughs> it was just created. No communication ever happened around <clears throat> it. Right. And so like going through that, let's say you had to have a $6 billion housing project. There would be, hey, mayor, we want to meet with you. Thank you, mayor, for meeting with us. Here's an Outlook invite. Day and time. Attendees. That would be a part of the public record. Uh, the agenda. But, but no record. Thank you. Nothing. No records. No period. records whatsoever. It never happened. Never happened. A letter that just nothing happened. And and so um, so we get, after that, it closes. The mayor goes on to the Daily Herald. The city has conducted a great grandma search, and they, we've turned over everything that exists. And we're like, yeah, but there was nothing we have a record that there's nothing there. And again, this is to our people is, is these are your public servants. They work for you. They have a, right. they have a God given responsibility to serve you, to work for you right. on your behalf. Right. And part of that is, is when they do things like this is they are on, as public servants on public record. Right. And this is why, you know, we throw a fit about Hillary. Right. And yet here we have, you know, Julie Clinton, in our yeah. own backyard, who's who's doing the same thing, and we well, have all the state protecting her, and no one going after her, and that's why there at some point we not at some point we need an attorney to go after these people. There has to be rule of law. If we do not have rule of law, we complain about it. The federal government, right? Yet we're willing to just t- turn a blind eye to it in our own backyard. If we can't have rule of law of Utah, and you think we're going to ra- wrangle it in in the federal government? 
Let's keep going. So, because I want to get to also where LRS tried to suit and destroy the, the BYU guy, right? And, so let's they, go and that. they and they absolutely got the ch- went after this lobbying organization. They go after the t- they go after the church to yeah. discredit him. They go after the school to discredit. It's him. crazy. Let's let's go to that. So, because that was something you grammed, correct? Yeah. So it wasn't that didn't come out of the Vineyard grammar. It actually came out of LRS and Ben Ben because Ben was getting sued. It gave him an opportunity to do discovery. And it was like a gold mine because it was like, oh, you want to sue me? I get all of your documents. And so Ben just lengthened it out and said, great, give me all of your emails. Give me all of your emails. And LRS and some of the emails, it was creepy. It was so creepy. Um, there's an email from one of their leaders that comes back. And Can you it show says, it to us? You have that. I wish I had it open. I can't find. Let me see if I've got it. And, an and while we're document. talking, I actually pulled up a document dated December 29th, 2021. And it is. Uh, a group of independent scientists, engineers, natural resource managers, recreation managers, and environmental lawyers that we feel compelled to raise a voice of warning about the, propo- about the proposal that can severely damage Utah Lake. That's a two-page document, three-page document. And Ben, ben Abbott, right? That's the professor. Yeah, that's, that's professor. Mm-hmm. He is the main signer on it. But there is a, gr- a large group of people, I would say about 15 or 20 people on that list. So was that... Oh, there was there was a massive group of scientists. Like, like, could you imagine having a science panel of Utah Lake organized and disseminated? And this project that, that's another problem with Deidre Henderson and them of like, hey, if you planned on doing this instead of going to the legislature, why not put that plan before the science panel and all the scientists to review it? And they're like, no, oh, no, we have our own paid scientists to review this. We, why, we don't need to. We don't why need to. single out Ben, the BYU professor? He was he was taking the lead. He was, the he, lead. Was, he was he was the most aggressively when was pushing the same reason that this and here's while he's pulling that up why is KSL not on this like what happened to hmm. independent journalists who are holding government accountable where's Salt Lake Trib how about oh we have the left and the right in Utah okay so is it the Salt Lake Trib that's going to go after these people no maybe it's KSL maybe it's Deseret News no because you know what it's one big club and they protect their own and so you've got people like us who try to expose this stuff, but it, you have judges, you have attorneys. I mean, the corruption in Utah is out of control. This is why, if you watched our last video, it was rated the second most corrupt state in the country. And folks, it's not going to change if I was sitting back and hoping KSL is going to come in and go at these people or a judge. Folks, this is on you. This is our state. This is your state. If, if you expect justice... First off, this, this should be going to every single person you know in Vineyard and anyone you know in the state because it's not just a Vineyard issue. Second, if you know an attorney, we need to get this in front of attorneys who and find an attorney who has the, the cojones to stand up to these people. But if, if we do not start to end, third, you should be sending this to your reps, <coughs> your state reps, and demanding that, hey, we, need a, we have to go after these people because if we don't have rule of law, what different is Utah than what we got with Hillary Clinton? So... Um I have my MP4 of the document. That's not going to work. You had it because you showed oh, it to me. I know I did. I had it already, and I don't know why I'm not finding well, it. Well, we have it. We, okay, I'll so get we may not it, have it, but we have it. And, and so if I'll we post it up later. We, we have it. I'll make and, sure and, that these slides are available to everybody and all of the documents. And we put them on a Google Drive for open source okay. so everyone can so go to and see everything. So tell us what so, this, this LRS, this... Yeah, this so one group of the... Group of lobbyists and politicians yeah, when it's coming did out, to this guy. One of the things that comes out... God, I wish I had it, you, that I could just read it right it off. It was but, disgusting. But basically, they, they write something and they go, uh, hey, in order to, f- they're, they're internally talking back and forth in email, and they're going, 
hey, here's some points of what I think you should do for Ben to solve your problem. One, you need to start talking to him as a radical. And, and using the word radical, he's just a radical. Ex- and you're like, Ben's a Republican. Like, he's not, I mean, I don't know if he's way conservative, but he's not. Number two, um, uh, they go, I would recommend, don't we have some leadership within BYU or the church that could wrangle him in? And you're like, you're going to go to his employer for his... And you're going to go to his church. church. His church. And you're going to, and you're going to, as lobbyist, right. try to out this guy and to, get the church to, walk to, to, to use ch- uh, threaten church discipline yeah. if needed to get this guy in line. Yeah. This is out of freaking control. It was like, when I read that, I was like, Ben, are you, have you felt anything at BYU? Has that, has there, has, and he's like, no, no one's ever done anything like that. And I go, but this is but the just authority would, these people think they have. Right. This is what they will do to me. This is what they'll do to you. And this is what they'll do if we do not start standing up in numbers against these people. So that was one of the things that came out. Um, the other thing that, that, that was really creepy that came out was um, that they started tracking his Facebook page. So here's one that I found. They started tracking his Facebook page, and he says, reality that Ben Group has put together, they're going through, they're blocking things, and they're telling us that they're deleting our public comment because – LRS has created a Facebook page, but then they're using that as their public comment. But anybody that goes and writes anything negative about the project, they tell them, just delete it a couple days after. <laughs> and so we'll just handle in our good comments uh, to with you as a public comment. We'll just delete all the negative. That so everyone feels like that's like yeah, what that they was, did with the White <clears throat> House when, when Joe Biden uh, did anything live on YouTube or thumbs down. Then they just got rid of the thumbs down and then they just got rid of comments altogether. So here's another one where they talk about, we'd like to scrub our posts and, and allow them, so let them sit for a couple of days and then, and then we'll sit that in. And you can see all and, their strategies here. Yeah. And, and like, they're just working amongst themselves. Another one, which is really creepy. They start tracking me um, because I, I start to become a voice and they go, Hey, here's a list of the 10 people that follow Jake the most and a list of my friend's names. And I'm like, you guys got time to file, follow It's not me? just they have time, but, but again, where's the First Amendment? Where's, right. where, who should be, is this what they're doing to us? Is this what yeah. they're going to do to us when we call them out? Okay, who's following weird people? You know, yeah. who's following you? If you start standing up these people, is this the type of government we want where we have this, these corporations and politicians working together and chasing you down and watching your social media and yeah. harassing you. Yeah, you're like, uh, uh, wow, I didn't and know my... And then suing you. Is I didn't know did. my they comments. Yeah, I didn't know my comments on Facebook would be tracking who my 10 friends are. And I, I actually, it was blotted out who those 10 people were. So I was like, uh, I'm a little bit worried about now they're going to be looking at them of what See, they're saying. See, the problem is people get scared. Oh, I don't want to be on the radar, so I'm going to lay low. You start, you, if that's the mentality you have, guess what? It's your children that are going to pay the price. If you don't have the courage to stand up now, it's your kids that will pay the price. Here's another one. It's awesome. This is Claire White, the chief financial officer of the entire organization. And she just says PS at the end. She goes, PS, you know, I was tempting to refer specifically to the municipal finance arm referencing you and whoever they block it out. But I deliberately avoided all of the proposals and messaging to date because messaging to date have been that this project is privately financed. Although I know municipal finance would still need to be repaid. I worry that even referencing municipal would cause confusion with our private finance message. Because all the billboards are going out, oh, this is private, this is private. And you're like, and even today that this has come out, right? Like this has come out months ago. And it's just been a crater throughout all of Utah County because you're like, okay, all of these people are 
still in power, still in the legislature, still in the governor's office, still the mayor. Only got him promoted. Still of the, still <laughs> of the uh, everyone is still on the lake, uh, the lake authority now. And so, while while this is happening, um, I get summoned by Eric Ellis of the Lake Authority to meet me on my property one day. This is about mm, six months ago, maybe eight months ago. And my dad and I go, okay, great. And we go down there and I'm, he knows I'm talking out publicly about this whole thing. And I'm pissed off because I didn't know he was coordinating all these meetings with LRS. I didn't know about, he should have, he was in, Eric was in almost every LRS loan conversation through the emails. So he knew he's meeting with me saying, Hey, you guys make all this money, 6.5 billion, and we'll make houses and all this land development. And then he's meeting with my family and going, donate the land and get it for free. Like, <laughs> is that right? The American way? And I'm not pro-selling wetlands. Everyone knows I'm the conservationist dude. We're not going to sell these. This is for the public good. We want to make vineyard right, right? But like, just thinking about it of like, you have somebody that's leading the lake authority that was doing one on one side and one on the other. And I can't get the lake authority to say, hey, guys, could we question this? Could I come into a public meeting and ask you about this so I can feel good about it? So, so, about six about, so, we, got, so we got about seven minutes. Okay, so six, let's, let's hit the strongest points. About six to eight minutes. Uh, I'll go through the biggest because this is where they threaten me. They call my dad and they do a title search of our property. They didn't have any problems. When we started the problem five years ago, I said, hey, guys, we've had possession of the property which is really important with the law. Nice. We've had use of the property for 130 years, 160 years, um, and we've had taxes paid. And it's on the Utah County parcel map. You can go on and look at it. You guys can see Keith and Joni Holdaway on our property. Um, we, we go down here and meet right down on our property right here. And this is our section parcel here. And we, we show up one day to go through and do it. It's 55 acres. And he goes, well... And I said, and we, have a, and we have a settlement in state court. The state has recognized us in 2001 and said, the property is not here, it's over here. And we do recognize that we made a mistake on where the level of the lake is. And this is not underwater. And the shoreline is right here. So we're, for our claim, and, we, and they don't own it at this point because they're still fighting the federal government, but they say, we recognize you as the, land, as, as the owners. So... And, and, then, and then mysteriously, the state made a mistake four years later without us present and said, uh, we're going to give this land to the federal government. So it was like, well, you, you can't give something you've already given away, your claim. You've already given it to us, so you can't give it to them, right? So we go down to this meeting. Eric shows up, and he goes, well, we've done a, we've done a, a deed search on your property. And we're not me, Eric Ellis, of this new lake authority, I am not going to recognize you as the landowner of your property. And I'm like, under what frickin' authority? Yeah, I like, mean, this is like turning Yellowstone. This is turning into Yellowstone. Like, this is, you should have told me to have my attorney or a gun. I'm pissed. Like, this is, we're, we're going to fight. This is, I have come on, you know. And I said, Eric, are you the federal government? And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, No. Are you the state government? No. And he had someone from the state there. Good guy, Ben Steyerman. I go, Ben, you're the state. And Ben's like, yeah, we've did a, we did a property search, and we do know that the federal government says they have a claim as well. And I go, yeah, I know they have. They've had a claim because 
there's some mix up in court and we're trying to solve that lawsuit, but we've paid taxes for 160 years and we have a, a homestead deed and we know our, we know our rights, but why in the crap are we holding this meeting? Why is he trying to bully me out of my property? He has no standing in court. He's a lake authority. He has no standing. The only person that has standing in this, in a court of law would be the people that have claim on a property, the federal government. And they're not there in that meeting. And, and I said, Eric, I've been trying to meet with the federal government. You haven't allowed me to meet with them. And the state goes there and immediately halfway through the meeting, the guy goes, I apologize for this meeting. I did not know a lot of this. This is base. All we did is do a search. We don't own it. And he goes, we don't own it. Cause we know we, we recognized you. Um, what we can tell is the federal government might own it and you might own it. You both might own it. And we'll just wait till the end of this day. Like, I don't even know why this happened. And I get, I, I call him after the meeting, the state employee. And I go, that was completely inappropriate that he came in and tried to push me off my property and say, they're going to put a fence through my property. Like hell, like we will go and fight for the end. Like this is so wrong. And finally he says, you know what? I'll facilitate a meeting with you and the federal government, just you and him. And that's one thing I want to pause. There are some damn good state employees, county employees, city employees that have been quietly working and helping me that have been like, Jake, and I'm going to get emotional, but you have to recognize the constitution and until your land gets stolen from you or your government tramples over your rights, you don't know how hard it is. And I go back to Shadrach and why this started. Okay. Shadrach was kicked out of his property in Kirkland. He was kicked out of his property in Nauvoo. So when we came here, we were like, this is where our property is. And so when my grandfather, Walter, started this property, it wasn't about the money and the wetlands. It was about, this is the rule of law. We have courts for this. We have public process, and this is how it will go down. And my grandfather, from 1950 to 2001, paid a lawsuit to be recognized and to fight for his rights. So when I took that lawsuit over five years ago, I'm not going to be bullied by a state or federal government. Now, I want to help the residents of Vineyard, of Utah County, but everybody's being quiet. And that's why I'm here today, and that's why I meet with the Salt Lake Tribune or anybody else. Because this might not be you, but also this is your lake. This, this is, is your, your this property. Is your state. This is your taxpayer dollars. And, and, and I want to be very soft with the governor or even the legislature. I understand things happen without you knowing, and I would totally forgive you. I'm ready to end this 160-year lawsuit today, but I want things done the right way for the citizens of Utah. And guess what? They trampled over Ben. Let's end with Ben. Ben was broken. Even though he lost his lawsuit, he had to hire an attorney. And then LRS just closed the books. After the lawsuit failed, Ben's attorneys were awarded money. But then they just folded bankruptcy, so these lobbyists don't need to pay them. So now Ben's not getting paid, and his attorneys are not getting paid. How many attorneys are going to work pro bono for a year in defending freedom of speech every time... Uh, a lobbyist can do this and then just close their LLC and then they never get paid. How many, how many attorneys are going to go through and do that long-term? They're not. And so that's what, that, that's why this story is so important to everyone 
And it's not about going out and getting Julie. It's not about, this is not about LRS or the islands. This is about this entire bombshell that happened in our state cannot just be moved forward until either a commission is organized or a group of people come open and say, what did I do wrong? Oh, I was sent a bill and I didn't know what it was. Okay, how do lobbyists send bills this quickly through? You know, how, how do they circumvent this entire process? How do they get to the federal level to get a $600 million loan? Like, there's so many questions that we need to get to the bottom of, and I don't want skin. I just don't want someone to ever have to face what we've faced. You know? Babe, what are your thoughts? You know, yeah, no, this is, this was great. And, and, and thank you for everything you've done, Jake, putting this together. You know, I always like to add a disclaimer to the show. You know, we don't promote violence or any uprising. We don't implicate people. What we try to do is lay out all the facts and let you make the decision. We don't like to implicate people, but we do invite them on. If, if you've been named in the show, Julie as mayor of Vineyard, Greg Hughes, Greg Hartley is involved, please come on and, and let's discuss it. Um, and I just want to bring something up really quickly. You know, we talked a little bit uh, about some of the legislature uh, that you brought up earlier, especially the, the Utah Lake Amendments. Uh, and something that we do like to do in this show, especially with Chelsea, is we look into the, the bills and what that actually means, because that is a call to action. You can be in touch with your legislators. You can read the bills. Uh, and in, in typical Utah ways, you know, the whole, when we could do a whole show on, on just the bill and, and how this type of stuff has been put into place, but the whole first half of the bill was actually to, to help save the birds and fish and shoreline and keep the lake healthy. Uh, but in doing so, they allow for certain access to the lake and then allowed all of these things to happen. So in the name of saving the animals and water quality, they opened the door to private entities to take over the state land development and to develop the lake. Right. Uh, and this is what we're seeing in a lot of the bills and a lot of the nefarious things that are sneaking in. It's all in the name of the greater good. Greater good of the environment, greater good of the state, greater good of the people. Um, so greater if, good of someone's pocketbook, really. E exactly. I was just saying, you know, we like to bring it back to the receipts, and that's why I'm so so glad you brought you walked us through the grandmas and the connections here. Um, you know, they proposed this, meaning the bill, as allowing private entities enhancing, ensuring recreational access and opportunities on the lake as something to help save the environment. But in reality, it's just opportunities for allowing private developers to develop the land. So. Utah Freedom Coalition has been great for years in making calls to action and saying, hey, these are the tyrannical bills that are out there that could set up our future. Um, but nobody helped. <laughs> and we've been seeing that in recent sessions, too. So I know it's hard to pay attention, um, but there are a lot of great people out there, not just whistleblowers, but people doing the research, doing the grammas, and they're bringing these things to your attention. So there are things that you can do. There are things so that you don't feel helpless. Uh, if you are in Vineyard, you know, reach out to your legislators. You have Grover and Abbott, I believe, there in, in Vineyard as your, as your state reps. Mm. Um, you can reach out to at, at a local level. As we've said on this show many times, the power of the state is really at the local level. It's with the local government. When you can control your own backyard, especially when things like this are happening in your own backyard, there are things that we can do that we won't feel powerless because... Mm. When it affects you, it affects your land, your family, and generations to come and generations past. Um, we, we're going to pull it to a close here. But, um, you know, just a final thing to our listeners. Everyone wants to look at Hunter Biden. D.C. is an absolute mess. And it's a mess because we've lost accountability. We have the ability to, you know, government will, this is where their founding fathers taught us. It, it is, 
Power attracts the worst and corrupts the best, and it corrupts them quickly when there's no accountability. What, is this, what this story today has been is a story of, of absolute corruption because, and no accountability to the people. If you want accountability, if you want to get this country back, start by getting your backyard together in, under control. It, first and foremost, if you're in Vineyard, this video needs to go to everybody in Vineyard because this is your city. This is your mayor, and she is accountable to you. So, you know, what can you do? I don't know what you can do about D.C., but we can get Utah back. We can start wrangling Amen. in our reps. We can call your state reps. You can call your mayor. You can, more important, you can comment, you can share the video. Put comments there. Let people know where you stand there. They're not the only ones. This needs to get out. This story needs to get out. And it and there must be consequences. If there are this is the reality. If this happens and it's been exposed and there are no consequences, you know what that's going to breed? Deeper corruption. Because now these yeah. people know that, hey, we can do all these things and they and they can't do anything. And and we there will be no one to stop us. If we do not win some battles, and this is an easy one because this is clear breaches. This is clearly against the rule of law. This is clearly illegal activity. If we can't stand up and win this. How do you expect to win our country back? They say, well, we're going to wait, and, and you know, we're going to wait, and you know, we'll, when it gets bad, we're going to stand up and fight. No, you fight now, and the this pen. is a fight we can win. The pen and your voice. That's right, and it starts with sharing. It starts with talking. It starts with getting the word out and waking people up. Why is Utah ranked second in most as the most second most corrupt state in the country? These are the reasons why. And we're laying it out. And I sure as hell hope we get a lawsuit and, and accountability. Because again, why? Because if we cannot hold these people accountable, we're done. This nation is over. So, um, Jake, God bless you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being in the fight. And I sure as hell hope that we got some people in this state that have a backbone and are willing to stand up and fight for our country and fight for our state. Yeah. So please like, please share, please comment. And if, and if YouTube takes it down, get on Rumble and, and share it there. God bless you. God bless Utah. We're going to win.